0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: You never felt so good. Nobody
0: pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this. is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 103.7 The
2: Buzz. Alright,
3: let's go. Big hour here. Got a lot to get to over the next hour. We're going to start off talking about the Little Rock Trojans. They play Tennessee State tonight two more home games and the regular season is over and the trojans because of their great play here recently have put themselves in and at least to have an opportunity for a lot of success like co-champions at the worst if they win out number one seed if they win out but that's a big if right they got to win out it all gets started tonight at the jack steven center eight o'clock nationally televised game it's a wide out get out there and support the trojans have a little fun tonight because they are they are a fun team to watch and joining us now one of those players mikhail mitchell joins us mikhail with welcome in how are you
4: i'm good man i'm good we just actually got done shooting around and stuff um you know doing some preparation for the game um just looking forward to it
3: are you pretty excited about this opportunity i mean this is what this is what it's all about comes down to the last two games they're important games
4: Nah, definitely. It's just all about you know having fun out there and taking care of business. Um, you know that's the one number one goal tonight, and um, you know that we're gonna get the job done.
1: Kel, what's worked for the team over these last seven games on a seven game win streak? One more time. What's worked for the team during this seven game win streak? What's been what have you guys been doing well to come away with these wins and and just rack them up like you have?
4: Um honestly just defense all over um all over the floor. Um, you know, by my rim protection and stuff, and then the guards uh doing their job on the defensive end too as well. Um, you know, we ramped that up a lot this past couple of weeks and stuff, you know, and then we had a good outcome.
3: You played for Coach Mosselman last year, Coach Walker this year, and I know defense is a priority for both coaches. What would you say is the most similar thing about these two coaches and then what's something that's very <laughs> different about the two coaches?
4: Um, Some similar. Um, you know, just very passionate. You know, every play matters to them, both. Um, you know, uh, every play is like, a you know, the last shot. You know, you just got to take care of the ball, and value the possession and things like that. That's what I can say. They both are like that. And then differences, um, you know, uh, Coach Walker is probably more, a little more, you know, demanding. Um, so they both demanding, you know, about what they want on the floor and, you know, what they like and stuff like that. But, um, I just think Coach Walker is just a little bit more upset. You played,
1: you played about half the season of the games that total games that have been played. What was that time like where you weren't playing? How were you able to get through that? And then where your game has come since you've been back on the court?
4: Um, well, since I wasn't playing at the beginning of the season, you know, I was just practicing you know trying to stay in shape, um you know trying to give my team you know the look of a a big they they going against in practice, and it actually worked out for some of the games and stuff, but um you know also schoolwork you know handling my schoolwork um because you not know, graduate this semester um so I was just handling that um, keeping my grades up so you know coach wouldn't have to worry about that in <laughs> um and you know just um using my voice, my experience, my knowledge all over practice and stuff, you know, some things that I see, you know, I come and talk to the, uh, to a player and one of my teammates and stuff, um, you know, if they need help or anything like that. And, you know, I just try to help out and you know, those type of areas and stuff like that.
3: How frustrating was it when you get cleared by the NCAA and then I think it was your first game, like soon after you're playing and you hurt your shoulder?
4: Um, no, it was, it was you know, just I don't know. I feel like everything happened so fast and stuff like that. So, um, but you know, you know that happened, you know, I I was able to get through it and overcome, you know, the battle and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't easy, but you know, I'm um, I'm built for it.
1: This game tonight versus Tennessee State. What can you tell us about Tennessee State?
4: Uh, very physical. Um, we lost to them on the road. Um, I didn't play that game. Um, but it was a very physical game, and, you know, um, it's just going to be tough. You know, so they they playing on the road. You know, they're trying to win as well, too. So, it's going to be a competition and a battle out there.
1: What's the rest of your day, these next few hours? What's that going to be like leading up to the game? What, what's kind of the schedule there?
4: Uh, so, first, we had shoot-around. Um, now, I'm going to give me a, a pregame meal, um, probably get a nap in. Then come in, do some treatment early earlier before the game with Ronnie, see the girls play a little bit, and then, you know, just, uh, jump off.
3: What's your pregame meal?
4: Um, Olive Gotter, pasta, mm. um chicken tenders, um, you know, some soft stuff for the stomach, you know.
3: Breadsticks?
4: Yeah, breadsticks, all get the that bread you know. <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> what about that never-ending salad bowl? You you knocked that out, Nah, too? definitely. <laughs> nah, definitely.
1: Is that something that the team has coming in, or you got to get that delivered?
4: Um, They have that coming in.
1: Okay, good.
3: Got room for two more?
1: <laughs>
3: of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the way. We'll be there in a minute. That's right. How's, uh, how's it been being uh, away from Mackay? I know how close um, you guys are, how often do y'all talk? How is that long you know the that relationship being three hours apart two and a two and a half hours apart?
4: um no, it's been good. um you know, we actually communicate every day after practice, you know, talk about our days and practice and stuff you know it actually be funny um hearing some of the things and stuff, but um, we actually you know still close we play the video games and stuff um you know, like we still there hmm.
1: And playing the video games, there's some trash talk involved in that. So between you and <laughs> yeah. Kai, who's the biggest trash talker, maybe with the video games and then on the court?
4: <laughs> um I think we both are, you know, we both competitors, high high level competitors and you know, want to win. So, um, you know, that you know, brings that steam out of us, you know, say a few things, but you know, it's all love at the end of the day. And um, uh, you know, we both competitors and want the same goal. So it's like iron shopping in iron.
3: Steve Sullivan was in here last week, and he was telling us after interviewing him, after interviewing you last week, that uh, you guys basically push each other still. Like, one one guy will see a good performance on the court, and the next, the other brother's got to feel like he's got to top it.
4: Yeah, no, nah, definitely, for sure. I was watching the game uh, when Kai had 21, double-double. Uh, I was watching the game before. We played right after that, and, you know, I was just motivated to go out there and, you know, do the same and just was eager to get out there.
1: Is that something when you see a performance like that, you guys encourage each other?
4: Nah for sure, definitely. Um a lot of encouragement, you know, from myself, my mom, things like that. You know, um a lot of a lot of that stuff, you know, still um has a lot of value, even though like I'm not there. You know, I was there a year ago, so you know.
3: I'll be honest with you, I've called Makai McKell probably <laughs> on average three times a week and probably vice versa because you know, it's like both of y'all were having huge games, and I just screw it up time after time, and Joe will look yeah. at me and correct me, and I got to get on your mom about that. I mean, couldn't you just totally different names? Where where'd that come from, Mikhail and Makai? Who named y'all? Where would those, those names come from?
4: Um, my mom actually did. Um, she was trying to – because all my other siblings, you know, they were, uh, their first name starts with like a D and something like that. Um, no, yeah, majority of it is a D, and she wanted to switch it over. And actually, she didn't even know she was having twins until so I don't even know. But uh, the name, I don't, I'm not sure where the name came from. But I actually like it, though, honestly.
1: Has your mom had a chance to come in and watch you guys play here recently?
4: Um, no, but she was able to get down to an Arkansas game and watch them against, I believe, Georgia. Um, and I, I had got to see them, too, as well.
3: Do you make it up to Fayetteville? Do you get to go up there at all to watch?
4: Um, I've been to one game at the um, Bud. Um, I forget who they play. I know they won. Um, but yeah, I had been to one game so far. I know Devo D- has been down here.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I know Devo and uh, Mackay came down here for a game. I saw them there.
4: Yeah, they were here uh, supporting. I think that's when I had hurt my shoulder. Honestly. Yeah.
3: Well, they're not coming tonight, are they?
4: Um. I'm gonna leave it up to, to them. I'm not
3: sure. Well, we don't want to jinx or anything, you know. Last time they hear you get yeah. hurt. Nah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the, the the way this team is playing as you enter conference the conference tournament? Because you know we all know in the Sun Belt, or I'm sorry, the OVC, it's all about winning that conference tournament, and getting to the NCAA tournament.
4: Nah, definitely. Um, I think it'll be um, I think it'll be smooth. Um, honestly, we got a lot of. Oh, the guys um you know they want the same things and you know we've been putting on this run and i think we're going to keep it up um kk um we got a good point guard kk aggressive guard can you get down here and stuff you know distribute um you know just like how coach walker was
3: the crowds have been growing at the jack Stevens center we we've seen that uh, just more and more and hopefully tonight's the biggest night how, how does that help does it help when you uh, notice a, a louder crowd um,
4: I mean, I think it helps a lot, especially on the opposing team, you know, um, you know, just, you know, knowing, you know, they're not home and, you know, everybody in the gym is kind of against them and stuff like that. Just knowing that, you know, uh, you know, helps us a lot too. So, you know, we make our runs and, you know, the gym get loud and stuff like that. You know, we'd be needing that. Uh, it, it, it'll give us more confidence to keep going, you know, and getting the job done
3: has Little Rock been what you thought it would be
4: um, yeah honestly it was um you know i knew it was going to be like this um it was just a matter of time you know when i was going to be able to get on the floor and, you know actually contribute <laughs> with the team and stuff like that but um you no, know, i don't I don't, uh, I don't regret anything you know everything happens for a reason so you no know, i i'm happy to be here
1: what was the biggest factor in getting you there? Was it Coach Walker and the relationship being close where you and, uh, and, and Kai are still close and distance?
4: Yeah, it was It was most of a relationship. Um, I wasn't too worried about the distance, you um, know, how far away we were going to be. Um, it was just most of the relationship, and, you know, we connected really well. Um, they came down to see me and stuff, um, you know, did a lot of recruiting. Um, you know, I came to see the campus and stuff like that, and then. You know, it made it better, um, it made it better, and a good idea, more, good, more of a good idea to come because we was only two hours and thirty minutes away.
3: Well, Mikael, we appreciate it. It was good to catch up with you on game day. I hope you have a great game tonight, and you have bragging rights over Mackay for a couple of days. Go get them!
4: <laughs> yes, sir, man, yes, sir. Go,
3: Trojan. Thank you, Kale Mitchell, joining us. That's fun, man. I hope they. Finish strong, win that tournament. That would be so
1: cool for them to go to the NCAA tournament. You got four games left. If if they're able to uh, handle it the way mm-hmm. and uh, get into one of those top seeds, then you know possibly four games there.
3: Four Ws away. Yeah, cutting down the nets. I bet they'll cut down the nets. If they win two more. They'll be co-champions at worst. I don't know. Morehead should win out. Both teams honestly should win out. With looking at their schedule, they'll be favored to win their games. But that's something to celebrate, being co-champs of the OVC. And uh, the number, the most important thing, they're the one or the two seed, and they get that double bye, and they're already in the semifinals. So that would be that would be a cool story. Same for a state, uh, being a four seed, they clinched that last night with their victory over Coastal Carolina. They'll make the uh, trip to Appalachian State and play them Saturday. They're the first-place team. They've already wrapped up the number-one seed. A-State's the number-four seed, so not to say the game's meaningless, but it's not going to do anything as far as the seeding for the tournament, this last game in the Sun Belt. Then they'll go down to uh, Florida for the conference tournament, and uh, they'll get a a couple of buys. But they'll have to win three games. They'll start in the quarterfinals. Uh, they, nobody advances straight to the semifinals in the uh, Sun Belt like they do in the OVC. I kind of think I like it. I think it's smart for these conferences to. Hey, I want everybody to have a chance in a postseason tournament. I've always I don't like those conferences that that leave teams out. That leave teams out. I just I don't like that because things happen during a year. It can be a, a, a bad injury, you know, or several injuries, you know, and it just sets the team back. And then they get those players back, They start. it takes them a while to click, then they start clicking, well then it's too late, season's over. Look, most of these leagues aren't getting two teams in anyway. So on the small teams, reward the teams who do well in the conference throughout the season, like the OVC's doing, and give them a double bye, put them already in the semifinals. You, you stack it to where it's staggered basically. You know, the teams that finish three and four they get one by and the other teams, you know, uh five, six, seven, eight, they're they're not having to play these play in they almost have like play in games for everybody else. Then they'll play the five, six, seven, eight seed, the winners of that will play the three, four, the winners of that will play the
1: one and two, and then you have the championship game. Yeah, every team should be included in, in postseason play for the conference. That that's a given. They should be included in that. But it... The conferences that do leave teams out, a lot of times it is due to money.
3: Travel issues? Yeah.
1: I, 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 all right. I'll I'll I'll
3: listen to that. But, man, it is – just imagine being a coach. You always get that carrot, you know, to keep that team going. Hey, we just got to get the – you know, once we get the conference tournament, we need to be peaking then. Then we can go on a run because we see it every year. Some team that's like a 7 seed goes through and wins their conference tournament – and goes to the NCAA tournament with, a like, a record of 16 and 15, you know? So they were below five hundred before the conference tournament started, but then they win, like, four games in a row, and all of a sudden they get to participate in March Madness, and that's everybody's dream. Everybody's dream when the season starts is to go to the NCAA tournament. And I just hate it for some conferences, some teams that are struggling for one reason or another, that they don't get to go to the conference tournament.
1: Yeah, and then something else that they're probably thinking about, they're looking at is the teams that are at the top of the conference, and you do want to reward them for having those good regular season, mm-hmm. ha- having a good regular season, but then if they were to get in the conference tournament, all teams included, and one of those lower seeds knocks off the top seed, then uh, I, you know they're probably thinking about that and having that in mind with some of those teams that really played well and then they had a bad game when they get into the conference tournament. That could happen to any team at the top, though. What,
3: what do you think of these conferences that have the conference tournament
1: at a school there at the you know that's in the conference that somebody is hosting the tournament? You, you that's what you play for. Also, it's like if winning that one seed gets that for you, you earned it. You earned that on the court throughout the regular season. I can see that if they earned it. I think some of them though have a bidding process. It's already yeah in place. Yeah, because what if it was coming down to Saturday
3: and who's going to be you know the number one seed? You got to make preparations to host this tournament. It kind of could be a quick turnaround. And tough to put on a tournament at the last second if you only had
1: like a week's notice or less than a week. Well, in that case, if you're talking about a conference that every team is included, it could be the last place yeah. team in that conference that's hosting, and they don't even make their own tournament. Well, that they would yeah. make it, you know, they're including everybody, yeah. but it, it doesn't give them any kind of significant advantage if they didn't play well during the regular season. But now they are hosting the conference tournament. Bill Ingram was telling us about. And by, by the way, I got a text from Bill. I got to talk about that. Um, the big game, one of the big
3: games going on in Cersei. It is at half right now. Pine Bluff, and uh, they lead 31 to 23. Uh, over who is that? They're playing Russellville. No, Van Buren. That's the pointer. So Van Buren or Pine Bluffs got an eight-point lead at the half in their first-round game at the 5A tournament up in uh, Searcy. So uh, we were talking about Arion Simmons from Parkview. That I said it always looked like he could have been a good football player. Bill texted me and said he coached him on the summer league team and had <laughs> encouraged him to
1: go try football. He stuck with basketball. Yeah, there's some players that they just have that one love, and we know that there are a lot of coaches at times that will have players only playing one sport, and they try to discourage them from playing multiple sports. That's not necessarily the case with him, but sometimes players they know what they want to do; they want to play that one sport, and that's where their love is. Who was the gosh the power forward? Went to Little Rock Central, went to Houston,
3: then came to Arkansas, finished out his career. Uh, he's back. That, back here. Um, oh, okay. Okay. What is his name? Uh, I he know exactly blamed. who you're talking about. same on social media all the time. Anyway, I remember talking to him. I was like, man, dude, you should play football. He tried out. He had to try out after his uh, basketball days to play football. Didn't work out, but I was always like, man, this dude would have been a great defensive end or a tight
1: end. Look at that frame. We've seen that happen with basketball players yeah. that they play basketball their entire career and then try it out for football.
3: Now the Cowboys did that not too recently with a uh, big guy from Baylor. Guy Dan. Yeah. He was on the practice squad for a couple of years, but never worked out. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, Joe, this one from 501. The Arkansas Razorback team that won four games straight in the SEC tournament lost a lot of regular season games that were close. This year's team is getting blown out by <laughs> 20 and 30 points. It'll never happen.
1: Sorry to say that. Go Hogs. Well, they said that then, also, but and and you're absolutely right in that point. It was just that that's where Stan was talking about Coach Muss calling calling Coach Richardson and talking to him because that's the team that did it. Mm. Great Daddy
3: Nat Daddy from the Lost Corner says Trey Wade. No, it's no, not Trey Wade. Not Trey Wade. No, uh, Trey Wade was more recent. Goodness gracious, Little Rock Central. Went to Houston, came here, and at Altel. remember? Back then was They, I think Houston beat Arkansas, and he had a great game. Then it ended up transferring to Arkansas and finished up with the Razorbacks. It'll hit me here
1: in a minute, probably during the break, and then I'll forget about it and never say it again. You know, with uh, all this talk about tournaments and postseason play, they said that there's a lot of steam with the college football playoff we know it's moving to twelve teams this year. They said in the next couple of years they're looking to add two teams, and there's some momentum for a fourteen-team playoff.
3: Well, and I saw sixteen
1: also. So they're they're looking to increase what's already in place. Well, heck yeah, more games, more money. And Roe gave us the answer. Landis Harris. Ah, thank you, Roe. Should have known that.
3: Landis has uh he raises dogs now. Yeah, he does. He's got yeah. some good looking pups. I see him posting that on Twitter all the time. He's good. We need to get him up here. He's fun to talk to. We'll take a break. We'll take some calls when we come back. 661 1037. I need to ask Joe, what do you think about 14 teams? Stick around, it's out of bounds.
5: Information on bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state can be heard every Sunday morning on Fishing Arkansas with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by shelter insurance agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery in Cabot. Fishing Arkansas, Sunday mornings on 103.7 The Buzz. In college basketball last night, Arkansas State handled business on the road, taking down Coastal Carolina 71-60 behind forward Isaiah Nelson, 16 points and 12 rebounds. This was the Red Wolves' sixth win in a row. They'll go for seven in a row on Saturday when they take on first place Appalachian State for their final game of the regular season. In the SEC, fourth-ranked Tennessee won their matchup with 11th-ranked Auburn 92-84 behind Dalton Connects, 39 points. Tennessee has a huge matchup with Alabama on Saturday as both teams are 12-3 in conference play. And tonight in college basketball, the Woodrock Trojans will try to continue a streak of their own as they go for their 8th straight win. They'll be hosting Tennessee State at the Jack Stevens Center. Tip is set for 8. Radio coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. TV coverage will be on ESPNU. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
6: Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm.
0: Not a
1: chance, Mr. Winter. It's Free.
0: it's also time for the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all our award-winning hyundai models all backed by america's best warranty hurry in these deals won't last at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0 percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end february 29th call 562-314-4603
6: for details
5: Honda ATVs have a rock-solid reputation. Right now, upgrade your adventure with incredible deals on Honda accessories. For a limited time, buy select new Honda ATVs and get up to $300 in free accessories, helping you have more fun on the trails. Head over to Richard's Honda at 6600 South University in Little Rock and save big on accessories today. Honda accessory rebate offer is valid the purchase of a new and unregistered 2024 and prior ATV models. Check with participating Honda dealers for complete details. Tune in each week for I Didn't See That Coming on The Zone. Every Tuesday, Justin and DJ discuss those stories that cause you to raise an eyebrow. It's I Didn't See That Coming, presented by Barton's Home Outlet. Kitchens, baths, floors, and more. 100% employee owned.
6: Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV?
2: What? Oh, no way, dude.
6: Like that flat-screen TV that just got stolen. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Stefan Elmore, 501 959
3: RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you know, we've talked so much about that hometown feel and what it's like at Southern Bank. But if you're a commercial investor, they need to come talk to you. We're involved with a lot of customers that have projects across the United States. Those projects can be some of the biggest projects you would see in your communities. So really, there's no project that's too large for us to look at. If somebody's interested in learning more about what Southern Bank can do for their commercial investments, how they get in touch with you? You just pick up the phone and call me at 501-424-0900. Just love to talk to you about your project, see what you've got going on, and see how we can be a help to you. And you talk about being a help. You really invest into your commercial investors by helping them through the process, looking at things to look out for along the way. I like to think we can throw things off of each other, listen to different viewpoints, and come to the best decision. If you want to learn more, go online, bankwithsouthern.com,
2: or call Chris, 424-0900, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Double Bees presents Joseph Pinion when he joins Randy and Rick each week on Drive Time Sports. Double Bees is an Arkansas company with over 34 locations and growing strong across Arkansas. Double Bees, where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double Bees.
4: Have
0: a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house. With the best of meats in the business, Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. trending in sports is brought to you by Arkansas Zone West Rock Coffee join West Rock Coffee the Razorbacks and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe it's fall so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee tea and water delivered directly to your business contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today got
3: big news in women's college basketball that's what's trending Caitlin Clark makes an announcement about her future. Caitlin Clark says she's going to the WNBA. She could have come back for a COVID year, but she's done. Yeah. yeah exactly what everybody expected. Darren Ravel tweeted this is funny. Caitlin Clark chooses to take a $750,000 pay cut.
1: She'll get some big time endorsements, though.
3: Yeah. She's doing okay in college time to go to the next level I, I enjoy watching her play it's crazy to see the uh, it's been great for women's basketball you see the when they travel how many people are coming
1: to their games Big Ten tournament is sold out Ooh,
3: why not why would it be Got a chance to watch her play now heck you can probably make some money if you got one of those tickets now you can resell that thing Go see her last, potentially her last game. Well, I guess it wouldn't be her last
6: game.
1: Iowa cornerback, Cooper DeJean or Cooper DeJean, he uh, confirmed that he has a broken leg and that he's, you know, this is something that when you go to the combine, they test out all your medicals. And so he said that He's been rehabbing for a while, and he should be ready to test soon, but he said he'll work out sometime before the draft. Not able to work out just yet. Still trying to get back from a broken leg, but it was kind of out there that he had broken his leg, but now he confirmed it, and he outlined some of the recovery. Joe told us earlier
3: that uh, Justin Fields' agent? His manager. Manager posted a video of him. Dancing, Jumping celebrating. around, celebrating. Somebody in the background says you're going home. Here's Brandon Marshall about Justin Fields and the Falcons.
7: I can see the Chicago Bears reaching out to him and saying, we've made our decision. We're going to trade you and take a quarterback in the first round. I mean, this is probably what he wanted. But it sucks that you have to move on because Chicago is a phenomenal, it's a beautiful sports market. But if they don't want you, man, life could be tough feels like this could potentially happen today justin fields could potentially already be on olympic park drive heading to the mercedes-benz stadium to sign a contract (laughs) if it don't happen today the likelihood of it happening by the end of the week is extremely high it makes sense the chicago bears have almost 80 million dollars in cap space that's fourth in the nfl so their option is to pay justin fields a guy that they're not certain of or go draft a quarterback With the number one overall pick which means there's still this amazing energy and optimism around a caleb williams a guy that made comments that we'll get to later saying that i want to be immortal and then you're paying him less which means you can invest more in the guys around you and then you take the assets that you have that you acquired from Justin Fields and built around him even more. Could we be seeing a team, the next Houston, Texas, go from last to best? And this is no knock on Justin Fields. I want to be clear here. He can go to a team like Atlanta and be successful and make the Chicago Bears hate that they traded him. And Caleb Williams can come in and be successful. I think this is a
3: win-win. You know, Joe, I think it is a win-win because you think about it. And I hadn't thought about this until what Brandon Marshall just said. It creates excitement in Chicago. I think the fan base in Chicago is kind of down on Justin Fields, and they don't know if he's going to be able to take them. But this is new excitement. They've seen what this guy, Caleb Williams, can do in college. So I think this increases the excitement in Chicago. And then you build around him and take those assets. But then in Atlanta, this creates excitement. Justin Fields is coming home. You know, this is a better quarterback than what they've had. So they're excited about that.
1: With the Bears fans, they're they're more split, or they may be leaning more towards Justin Fields simply because here's a guy that is going into his fourth year, and now you're talking about drafting a rookie quarterback, and you've seen Justin Fields grow over the years. Have you? Now, yeah, you have. So I now, haven't. so now you talk about going back to a rookie quarterback, and you know rookie quarterbacks are going to take some bumps along the way. So now it's a process again. And watching the next guy grow.
3: Bottom dollar, though, you're going to have to resign Justin Fields to a big contract. Less money to work with. Now you get to start back over. You don't have to. You don't have to do
1: anything. The no, only thing take you that have to money do, and
3: spend on some other players and surround
1: him by better players. Only thing you have to do in this moment is um, pick up the fifth year option. That's if you want to. If you don't want to pick it up, then now you still have him. But the smart move is pick up the fifth-year option if you're going to keep him, and then you get two more years to see, is this the guy? That may not be their thinking at all, but you're not paying a lot of money over the next two years. You would have to pay a lot of money after that. You'd have to after the fifth-year option. You're going to have to franchise him. You're going to pay a ton of money for somebody if you want to keep him. The next two years. Yeah, that's still a lot of money. The next year. 22, well, let me see. 28 mil. So 14 mil on average, the next two years, if that's the move they wanted to make, or let's let's not even talk about the Bears. Let's talk about the next team. If he goes to another team, that's what they're looking at on average in paying Justin Fields over the next two years, 14 mil a year. That's his last year of his rookie contract and then a franchise tag? No. that's He's this got year two years up. left on his rookie contract? Yeah, that's okay. this year coming up, and if you pick up the fifth-year option, that's 14 mil. 14 mil for a quarterback is nothing. No, that's a, that's a good deal if it's a good quarterback. If he's a bad quarterback, it's a bad deal. 14 mil for any quarterback is not a bad deal unless you're talking about a guy that can't win you games at all. Justin Fields can win games. He's done it. Not not enough. That's why Chicago's getting rid of him. They're just in a good position like Ryan Poles, their GM, was talking about. They're in a great position. Options, Exactly. Well, we'll soon know what
3: Chicago's going to do at number one. What's going to happen in number three in the Patriots?
2: Where they're at from a roster perspective, there's a lot of questions that the Patriots and Elliott Wolf specifically have to answer, but where they are from a roster perspective is the biggest one. Are they bad? Are, that's, are they bad? Like, the defense last year was good. The offense was not. Mac Jones has a lot of talent. We saw it a lot his rookie year, did not play good last year. Are they bad? And if they, if they believe that they are not close enough to compete for a championship, a Super Bowl now, then might this be the most likely team to say, you know what, we got to get better, we got to get a lot better, and we are going to auction off the number three overall Mm -hmm. pick. Could they take a quarterback? Yes, absolutely. If they think one of these guys is their quarterback of the future, they're not trading, and they're going to take him, and that's that. If they are not 100% sure, if they can get multiple first-round picks, then they probably should trade. Because this is an opportunity, especially when you, you guys talked about the clock. Like Their clock is only now starting. They have some time mm-hmm. to say, we're going to build it the right way like we had the last 20 years. Let's, let's trade. That is a possibility.
1: If Bill Belichick was still there, be no question what they would do. They would trade out of that mm-hmm. number three spot and pick up a bunch of other picks along the way. Mm-hmm. But he's not there, so now... The mindset changes. Yeah, and we don't know what the Patriots are all about now. Everything's changed, coaches, offensive
3: coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, GM, yeah. everything. I mean, there's no no
1: telling. And really, to me, it's do they love Jaden Daniels? Do they think he's the quarterback of the future? For well, Jane life? Daniels may not be available. It may have to be Drake May. So, so, so there's maybe, some talk of, of Daniels at two instead of Drake May. Yes. Oh yeah. So now. Let's say it is that case that they, they love Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is off the board. Maybe that's something they discussed going into it, mm-hmm. where it's like, if Jaden Daniels is available, we take him. If he's not, now we're looking to trade that pick. Yeah, the Patriots need a lot of help, so might as well
3: pick up several picks, get a couple of first-round picks, future pick, whatever you
1: got to do to move down and take whoever you want then. A lot changes with what's happening at the Combine right now, too, especially with these quarterbacks and the direction they're going in because some of these guys are choosing not to work out at all. And so Mm -hmm. if they feel like they're one of these top two, three quarterbacks, they may not be working out. And then you have to wait to see them at their pro day. Who is not working out? Um, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Not sure about Drake May. I think Drake May may be working out, but yeah, Jaden Daniels and uh, Caleb Williams aren't. But then the lower tier, court, the next wave of quarterbacks are going to work out? Bo Nix, Michael Penix, uh, J.J. McCarthy, yeah, all those guys are going to work out. Okay, Something to watch. That starts today. It's underway. I saw some weights coming in a little earlier.
2: Hand Defensive
3: sizes. linemen what? are on the field. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, NBA action for you. LeBron. LeBron,
6: rocking it, step back, three on the way, bottom, LeBron, chip. the fifth three of this quarter for LeBron James, there's that signature move, and Dave on the other end, in this quarter, he's taking the challenge. LeBron James defending Kawhi Leonard who catches and drives, clippers down two, fall away baseline, short, great defense James, gets the rebound, ahead to Reddish, with the exclamation. the Los Angeles Lakers. And it wasn't just LeBron on the offensive end. Made a great play defensively on Kawhi Leonard to knock it out of bounds.
8: LeBron, your franchise hadn't won a game when they trailed by 19 points or more in 136 straight games over 20 years. This is the largest fourth quarter comeback in your career. How did you do it?
0: Uh, Keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep executing. Uh, The game is not ever, ever over until it's uh, double zeros, which we see up there. So we just kept fighting, kept getting defensive stops, made some shots.
1: Heck of a comeback! That game looked like it was over once they hit the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. and then LeBron just started jacking them up from three. Did any uh, fans make the mistake of leaving? Well, the thing about it is they were playing against the Clippers. Yeah. So the Clippers, you know, they play in the same building right now. And you could hear the Lakers fans when the comeback started. You could hear them over the Clippers fans. So, no, it was a packed house, and everybody stayed because you're talking about teams that are inner city and uh, big-time rivalry. Now, with the Clippers, this is their last year in Crypto.com Arena. They're going to have their own place starting next season. I well, would we save the best for last.
6: That's one of the things you look over the last three games. Yes, this is a team that has shot the ball well, Washington, and then the three is
7: good. But yeah, that's some good company here, Doncic. Why not project and say this is somebody I want to lead my franchise or be someone that we can build around? Makes sense to me,
6: Doncic. The double by Stanford there you go it's kind of what you talked about right yeah. since January 1st Grady is shooting nearly 59 percent The corner threes and yeah, they're going to count the bucket good ball
7: movement penetration Grady Dick with a nice swing
9: Here, naturally, but also the biggest indicator of him having fun
6: out there on the floor. Defense lead their offense here in the second half. Matt? Lively with a two-handed slam. Kyrie Doncic takes the pass. Lively. And you see... Doncic he's got that size right Bruce Brown, Myrtle, Trent Jr. quickly and Barrett Brown trying to deal with Doncic here comes Purtle all that weak side Hardaway lead pass Washington
3: to
6: be out there a month ago they might have stopped short Doncic he's got 27 point games Quick in and out. Lead pass Gaffer. Second night of a back-to-back for the Mavs, Abachi. And Doncic over top. Rebound for Scotty. Scotty driving and leaves it for Brown. Brown blows the layup. Doncic gets the bucket. So this is the challenge right here the Blue Bomb. Oh, Count it. One Here you go. Lock down. Washington
7: Gotcha. Mm.
3: Luca, 30. 11 and 16. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 16 assists Heard a couple to Gafford in there. 13.7 rebounds for Gafford last night in the
1: Mavericks victory. Luca doing it on his birthday. 25 years old now. Oh my gosh. That's all. <laughs> yes. Seems like he's been around for a while. Well, he has.
3: What is this, like his fifth year? How long has he been around? Yeah,
1: he's, he's been in the league since he was a teenager. So it may be six. Uh, 2018 was his first
3: year. One, two, three, four, five. This is a sixth year. Wow. wow that, was, that was good. Mavs playing well. I hope Gafford and the Mavs have some success. It'll be good to see them uh, make a run in the playoffs. We'll wrap it up when we come back. See if Double R is hanging around. Find out what's happening on Drive Time Sports. It's something on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. We'll tell you. Oh, uh, was everybody chiming, uh, chiming in. It was Alandis Harris, road called in. Finally, they, they started hitting us on the live fan feedback and over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Forgot all about Alandis Harris. That was good. All right, stick around. More of Out of Bounds next.
9: I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems, and that's exactly what our Kansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all our Kansans can trust.
6: Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Wafer for Justice Committee.
2: If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or even trying to do it yourself. 315-9395 or go online at sandersground.com. Let's get growing!
0: Progressive asks, what do a late-night pizza craving...
6: Pizza place. Can I get one large pepperoni pizza?
0: A newly licensed team delivery driver. A guaranteed delivery time or its free offer. And your front fence have in common... Uh Uh-oh.
2: That's my fence!
0: They can turn your stomach upside down in under 30 minutes. I'm still
2: getting a tip, right?
0: Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection.
6: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers not available in all states or situations. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast.
2: I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice.
6: As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund.
2: <clears throat> what did she do with that refund? Find out next week.
6: Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts
8: only available with TurboTax Live. Nothing compares to the feeling of wearing a Facets of Fire Diamond from Sissy's Log Cabin. The first diamond cutting advancement in over a century. Facets of Fire Diamonds are created by etching thousands of nano prisms onto the pavilion of an exquisite natural diamond. The result is a stone with more brilliance than any other. Just ask any of the expert staff at Sissy's and they'll show you the vibrant burst of fiery color that's visible to the naked eye. From engagement rings to necklaces to bracelets to earrings a facets of fire diamond takes any piece to a new level of spectacular and no jewelry collection is complete without one facets of fire diamonds are passion personified but don't just take my word for it you can shop facets of fire online at sissyslogcabin.com or at any of their six locations experience the revolution in diamonds for yourself only at sissy's log cabin because life's too short for ordinary jewelry
5: Arkansas Golf Legend John Daly joins The Mayhem each week brought to you by Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today, and by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, family-owned and operated diesel and truck repair you can trust.
0: It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
3: it up here on a Thursday. Finally got it right. Pine Bluff holds on. Beats Van Buren. 53-50. What a great game up in Searcy. Boys game. Zebras were up at the half. Then Van Buren went on a run. Took the lead in the third. Tied it up again. Pine Bluff hit a three at the buzzer to retake the lead. Sam Lane with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette was at the game. He tweeted out Pine Bluffs' Caden Higgins hit a pair of free throws with 16.7 seconds remaining, then Van Buren missed two shots on his final possession. So Pine Bluff. Can't ask for more
1: than get, getting a couple of shots on the last
3: possession. No, that was, great. that was a great game. I mean, Van Buren's had a heck of a year. They were ranked in our top ten. Pine Bluff, of course, in and out of the top ten all year. Never saw if Crutchfield played in that game or not. Some really good games up in Searcy tonight. Our uh, Josh Berry, with Fox 16 in uh, Searcy. he's going to uh, have all the highlights tonight. He was uh, at North Little Rock yesterday. That was fun, we're, we're, we'll cover North Little Rock tonight on Fox 16. We'll have somebody there for all four of those games, and then we'll have a full report from Searcy from the 5A game. Now it's getting to the point where you know, after some of these first round games, these. You're going to have some matchups with a team that loses, could have made a run and won a state championship. And the team that wins it definitely has an opportunity, has that chance they're good enough to win a, a state title. It, they're, they're getting good. And tomorrow night and Saturday is going to be awesome. This is when it really gets, gets down to it. Yeah, I can't wait to get down to Hot Springs next week. It is, it is three hard days. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, doing, uh, this year I'm doing 10 of the 12 games. And usually by the end of the night, my voice, I start losing my voice a little bit just from talking so much and, you know, getting loud, getting excited for some of these games. And that voice starts to go at the end, (laughs) uh, that next morning. And then, you know, used to, at least now I won't have to do a a radio talk show before the games. You know, we would do the zone there on location up until the first game started at 12, then go right straight into play-by-play color for the games. And then I'm just bouncing back and forth from radio to TV, back to radio, TV. Uh, the first two days I'm doing every game, and Saturday I'm not doing the one A games because I'll be doing the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick, GMC post game show uh, after the Razorbacks play Alabama. I'll be at Walk-ons,
1: then I'll go back to Hot Springs and do the finals. I guess yeah, the final two games of the tournament. That's what's amazing about uh, guys, you know, that that do this as far as play-by-play, commentary. It's not just about the games. They do a pregame. And then, sometime, in some cases, they do a postgame. So, it's not just them doing the game that everybody tunes into. They're going to be tied to a pregame. So, they're talking hours before mm-hmm. they're calling action on the field or the court. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, our pregame show on The Buzz will start 10 minutes before, I believe. We're going to start at 11.50 for the 12 o'clock game. And then we do a little bit of a post game show in between games, and then basically take a commercial break and come back and we do get all again. Well, we stand, we get up, get out of the way, and the next crew comes in, and they'll start the pregame show for the next game, and and do that game. And what I normally do is just walk four or five feet over to the TV <laughs> broadcast, sit down there, and we start our TV uh, pregame show. TV bro- pre game show's like two minutes. We come on, set the stage, and we tip it off, and we go. But all those games will be aired on uh, Arkansas PBS. That'll be uh, start next Thursday. I just let that go on and on. Sorry, A little Kanye in the background. Yay! But well, he says, says it,
1: now he says he's just yay now. Well,
3: it says it on the screen. Y'all got to change that for guys <laughs> like me that don't know the difference. You know, it says Kanye. I'm sure there are people like wow. Wes knew that was Kanye. Yeah, it's it on my screen there. We major. <laughs> I can read. But uh, also, Double uh, R texted me. He's out today, doctor's appointment. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but
1: drive time sports will continue. Absolutely, Marcus is in. Marcus will be here
3: it's doing the show. Good to
1: see me back in back in. He's uh, he's been away for a little bit, yes. but last few days we've seen him. Yes, yeah, so it was good to see him yesterday. Um, we will have
3: Steve Sullivan tomorrow coming on to talk uh, a little high school hoops. Get his thoughts on uh, the Razorbacks. We'll preview, of course, Arkansas, Kentucky. Diamond Hogs play tomorrow afternoon. I'm excited about that. I'm ready to get the uh, baseball team going. Uh, we had somebody over here on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions feedback. We went, Why are we talking about a run in the SEC tournament? That's not going to happen. Like, well, we weren't talking. To- no. It was brought up to us. And that was Stan. You know, Stan and winning the thing and need to call Nolan.
1: No, that didn't work. I don't. Stan's I if you point were, was, it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> but, you know... It's he, the most it, intelligent thing he's ever said. It, it goes back to Coach Richardson, who deserves a lot of credit, and Stan always gives him a lot of credit. Does he? I never noticed that. At times, yeah. Every time?
3: Yeah. That's why I asked him if Coach Richardson coached the baseball team if they'd win a national
1: title. Of course. He didn't answer, though. I couldn't get him to answer it. Yeah, well, his answer was, they're not going to do anything either. <laughs> So Sullivan tomorrow
3: we'll talk some high school hoops. We'll get you set for the Diamond Hogs. Big day tomorrow on a Friday to get you set for the weekend. Stick around, drive time sports is coming up next.
5: is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024
1: Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply. So be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 T.P. White Drive in Jackson.